0: And let's see. I see a couple new joiners on the chat. We've got Joanne also here and Natasha.
1: What's up, Joanne? What's up, guys? Joanne, Natasha, Shram, Sydney, Brandon. Uh,
0: Wolfie's working. Wolfie. Who's our shot for? I I, I didn't know if there was a request, so I picked one out. Megan this week.
2: Okay. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. Surprise. Still… She's playing like this. <laughs> like… It's still…
0: Still a little difficult. Cheers y'all. Cheers. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: Was that… Pecan… No. Is that the waffle? No. Caramel? Yes. The crown caramel. Ooh. Okay. That would be good with a sour apple. Mmm.
1: All right. So this is the Whitechapel murders. And as, as you remember last time, we were like right over in this area. So this is technically the fourth, right, Nicole? Fourth of the Whitechapel murders.
0: Well, we only talked about one.
1: No, we talked about two.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm
1: talking about everyone that is in Whitechapel, like every murder that has happened in Whitechapel going up.
0: Oh, oh, okay. So whether it's the canonical five or the ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: this is, yeah, this was, this is then going to be the fit that we talked.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to to see that. The
0: difference, because I don't know if they're connected.
1: Well, the, the public newspapers are saying that they're connected and we're doing this story, this entire Jack the Ripper story by the public reactions day by day, instead of me reading a book that, that was made in the two thousands, you know, I'm doing it day by day.
0: Because we're trying to we're trying to get some solid leads here.
1: Yeah, so we're seeing what the public is seeing. And some of the newspapers that I present will be redacted. And where I see they're redacted, I'll mention that as well. But I feel like it's literally awesome to try to put yourself in the public's view. Because right now, you're going to see it's going to get sensational. This is technically the second Jack the Ripper murder. Okay. But in the papers, they're thinking this These is the fourth. These are all connected. Yeah. They're thinking this is the four. So
0: that's an interesting thing that you just said, just to make sure it's super clear. The 11 other Whitechapel murders, not in addition to the canonical five that we know are Jack the Ripper, one person. Yeah. They overlapped in time. Right. It wasn't...
1: Wait, wait, say that again.
0: So the Whitechapel murders... Yeah. Plus the five canonical murders that we know are one
1: person. They're all overlapping in time.
0: I didn't realize that. I thought it was was the Whitechapel murders first, then the canonical five. Maybe I'm just an idiot, no, but I no, no, didn't no, understand no, that.
1: No, 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 you're not. Well, let me. So
0: I thought it could have been people were trying to tie it as like, a oh, the Whitechapel murders were first. And then that's why I asked you when we recorded it earlier this week about that. Like, I don't see the relation in these because they did seem so different. I wasn't tracking. But now that you're saying that they are overlapping at the same time, Time, not one, the White Chapel was first and then the Canonical Five were after.
1: No, so actually, not only the White Chapel murders and the Canonical Five are interconnected by dates, like they all happen in the same time period, but also the Tim's Torso murders. The last one actually happens after Jack the Ripper murders. So that's oh, still going on as well. I so, was
0: going to wonder, I was going to say, we didn't do all the Torso murders because either. Because the, ne- the
1: next one's in 1889.
0: Interesting interesting. Okay, yeah. this is this is very helpful the way that we're going through it.
1: But but the papers are connecting all the Whitechapel murders together as the Whitechapel murders because I mean they're all in Whitechapel, which is the city. Right. Yeah. So those are all here. The Tim's murders, not so much. And not a lot of people connect the Tim's murders or they think that was Jack the Ripper because that was so different from what we've seen. Mm. Even though it was brutal, but that was just like cutting torsos off and shit, you know? So maybe it's the same person, but um
0: interesting that yeah. there was one torso murder, like after all the others. Yeah,
1: we haven't still. done the Frankenstein one yet.
0: I oh, know done the Shelley
2: one
1: because I teased that one and then I realized, you know, I gotta go back and do every single one. And that's what we've been doing. That's why this series is taken so No, normal. it's really
2: interesting though. Yeah.
1: It's super interesting.
2: I, I just want to say that I love how you're researching it too. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I like going it.
2: through the papers and like what they're
0: saying each
1: time. You get a lot out of it, especially when the murder first happens because the newspapers are frantic and they're not just making stuff up. Like they're getting they're getting actual good information. And I don't think a lot of people use that information because it's been refined down. But I'm telling you if someone says, "Oh yeah, I know this guy that was lurking around the corner." I mean, let's let's research that even if it was only in one paper. Yeah. It's like the torso murder with the baby in the river.
0: Yeah, that was wild.
1: That was only in one single paper. So let's research it. Why did they say that? I didn't see any redactions in it, you know. But at the same time you got to remember the police doesn't they didn't care about the damn torsos. You know why they're caring about this is because yeah, Although Whitechapel was sort of the slums in London at the time, you still had the market going on, you know, the farmer's market or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now people are scared to even come out. So no business is being done. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people are affected. And plus the the news, the newspaper is actually calling the police out, which I, I find is very interesting because hmm. we kind of do that here too. As I, I remember the Idaho murders, that police chief, he wasn't called out like, oh, you're a dumbass. You're not going to figure it out or whatever. But he was like, I want, or the papers were like, I wonder if this guy can really step up and solve this murder. So you see that here too. Like I wonder if the police are going right. to solve it or they're going to be incompetent about it, you know?
0: But now, We know from one of the other cases we did that, um, like you had to pay to have your case escalated. Yeah, like be taken. Well, right, (laughs) which is crazy. So
1: I'm gonna do that one. I'm not saying during this time, but I know it's right before. Uh, Things got refined, obviously, but in like the Salem witch trial time, and even that
0: would be a fun one to do. And even further.
1: Well, so I've I've started researching that, and from my research, there were so many mother effing witches. You know that was the problem. Like, These are it's, alleged. It's witches. not. It's not that that you know. It wasn't a big thing. It's just like we've got to find the witches. I don't think we found all of them, honestly. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs>
0: no, they, uh, a lot of, uh, them fled and to s- South Carolina, to South Carolina in the town that we are going to be moving to.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. That's where it, you know, that's the, uh, settlement. I'll
1: get up my, uh, my, my altar burning. Well, so the thing about witch. witches, you, you got to prove that they're a witch or not. So you throw them off a cliff and then, and if they can fly, then they're a witch
0: and if not,
1: they just, uh, just sink.
2: Just Just, a lady. Uh,
1: just a lady. I love that mythology <laughs> or the you methodology.
2: Know, I, <laughs> I was watching something earlier today. Um about a girl who uh, she was experiencing what they thought was poltergeist activity like she was having these telekinetic events happening and Mm -hmm. they weren't sure what the reason was behind it she was actually adopted um, and it turns out that her birth mother and her great grandmother also were experiencing the same type of things oh interesting and the, the mother actually had other children but for some reason put this went up for adoption um, but the children were, were raised Wiccan and so like it was a practicing it was a practice like in the family and the mother actually was a Wiccan and had all these strange things happen to her and the great grandmother had hmm. strange things happen to her so I don't know it was interesting spooky it is spooky
1: I am more open to things now Brand is Brandon the PR intern here what the f- yeah. hell where
2: he at you are more open to things now since when
1: since watching Skinwalker Ranch I swear to Jesus Christ Christ, I am. I've not stopped thinking about that. Will show. you?
2: Would are you that open that you would revoke your con- condemnation? No, me s- in my ghost. No, adventures no,
1: you just have apophenia. I don't have apophenia. Well, you did. You did at the time. No,
2: so. I didn't. I did not. You can't. Well, tell
1: some- me what apophenia is, and then you can. Uh-
2: apophenia <laughs> is when you think that something is there that's not there. Mm-mm. Apophenia is.
1: <laughs> that's hallucinations. <laughs>
2: What is, uh, define it.
1: Uh, Jen, I don't, I don't, I don't don't have
2: to. Well, no, you don't have to, (laughs) but I just want you to know that even if you don't revoke your condemnation of me, I, you can't take away what happened to me. You cannot take away what happened to me.
1: But I was there.
2: You, but you weren't right there. When
1: Skinwalker Ranch things happen, everyone's there. What's up, Christopher, Katie? Katie,
2: Christopher, what's up, y'all?
1: Hoorah. Good
0: (laughs) good to see you guys.
1: What's up, man? Haven't seen you guys. You guys are married now.
0: I know. Oh, so much has happened.
1: I know. He's like, ah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I love marriage. (laughs) What the fuck?
2: Literally, (laughs) I love marriage.
1: Um, Uh. All right. So the Whitechapel murders are all being connected here by the newspapers. She said that. So if we could go real quick and talk about the first one and the second one real quick, because a lot of people do think this is the same killer. The first one we talked about was April 4th, 1888, around the same time as all the other Jack the Ripper murders, 4 to 5 a.m. The thing about this is she wasn't dead yet. She only died in the hospital. She got cut open and and she said that a group of men attacked her. They threw her out the window and cut her open. A group of men. So just think about that. The second one, which was the Martha Tabram one, we talked about her. Here's her here's her photo right here. This is her actual photo.
2: But they re re, re
1: Yeah, this is supposed to be all blue. Him. She's the one that is known as the canonical first from right. Jack the um you know people interested in Jack the Ripper ripper honor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the one we talked about last time, right? Yep. And she was pretty bad. She had her abdomen split open from her belly button to her breastbone and let me see. And what was the thing about that one? She was with seen with a soldier, two soldiers, a private uh, and a corporal.
0: Yes, and they believed that the weapon used was a bayonet and you had determined that a bayonet was only provided to members of a certain rank. The friend who she was with was able to pick two men out of the lineup and they matched the ranks that were, and it was like a significant, it was like the, you know, head guy at the base was like, everybody up out of bed, Lineup, So it wasn't just like a lineup of 10. It was a lineup of everybody there. Mm-hmm. And the other brand, who was po- also a prostitute, I think, Polly po- Pole.
1: Pearly Pole. <laughs> pearly
0: pole, um, Polly Pocket. Was able to pick two gentlemen out of a lineup. However, they supposedly had alibis from their sign-in sheets saying that they were in bed by 10 or whatever.
1: Yes, that's right. I'm talking about the next one, too. I I totally forgot that there was another one after that, remember?
0: And this one, that was the White Chapel. That was the White Chapel.
1: So the one we last talked about, the one we last talked about was Marianne Nichols. Now, hers was definitely interesting because we actually got a name out of there. We got a name. Remember what the name was?
2: No, I do not.
1: It was, I mean, it wasn't like a Jack or a John. All right. So that woman was disemboweled. The one we talked about last time, Marianne Chapman and, or excuse me, Marianne. Nichols, and remember, she ran all the way. Was it 150 yards up Tom Brady Street? Mm -hmm. She ran zigzag, right, because she was banging on the doors. Yes, and also it's good to know. You remember the neighbor they interviewed said that she banged on her house, Mm -hmm. and she was the only one. Mm. That she didn't hear any other footprints. Correct. Keep keep that in mind tonight.
2: He was was walking slowly. It's also important to keep in mind that if you're running away from an alligator or crocodile, that you need to run zigzag. Also from shooters.
1: Hmm. All right. So Nicole, tell me, um, what was the guy's name? It was. It was a. uh, It was kind of an alias. Oh,
0: oh, leather apron.
1: Leather apron.
0: Leather apron. So
1: we're going to actually hear that name again tonight. Kind of crazy. So okay. I I hope I kind of caught you guys up, but we are. This is the. second canonical murder from Jack the Ripper from what most people think has been done by his hand. This would be the fourth Whitechapel murder that we're doing. Fourth, I think, yeah. So that's what we're doing tonight. So I hope that kind of caught Can I ask one more
0: really dumb question? Yeah. So you know how there's 11 Whitechapel murders, right? Are, are the canonical five Yeah, they're of pro- the yeah. 11? So I, it's not 11 plus five.
1: Yeah. So, and I haven't done them all, but what I'm thinking is there's 11 in total. Got it. I not think, not including the tens. I, I don't think.
2: It's interesting that this is only the second canonical one, but it's the fourth of the right. murders. Mm-hmm. So, which would, you know, bolster my theory
0: agree. It may not be the same person or it could be a gang. Like, that was
2: one of the ones that we talked about where it, it seemed more likely. Yeah, like, right, so. it could have, be like, in order to be part of our gang, when you murder someone, you have mm-hmm. to do X, Y, and Z. Could be. To this body. If not, then you're not part of our gang.
1: Alright, check it out. We're going to 29 Hanbury Street and here we are right here. So, last week, we were with with the Marianne Nichols. I believe we were still in Whitechapel, but maybe down here. I should have put a a little pin in it. We're really close to that. Mm -hmm. Actually, let me see if it's still under my recent searches. Drurard Street. Yeah. So there's Drurard Street at the time known as uh, Buck's Row. Right. So right Mm -hmm. here at the Whitechapel Sports Center. And if I go back to where we're going to now, 29 Hanbury Street. You see it's right, right here where we're going to tonight. And this is only, like I said on the last episode, 20 days later. This was not how I looked back in the day. I'll tell you that. But I do have a photo of how it looked back in the day. 29 Hanbury Street. It was a thoroughfare running between Commercial and Whitechapel Road. This is the exact spot where we're going to tonight. And I am starting this On 8th of September, 1888. This is the wee hours in the the morning. The last one we did was what? 31st of August, right? 31st of August. All right. So this is eight days after. And this is uh, the exact spot from the crime scene photo that we're going. This right here. So we're actually going to right here in this corner. I know it's kind of hard to see. It's black and white. But Mm. you see there's a wooden fence here. Yep. And as you'll see, this wooden gate is never locked, as we'll talk about. Okay. But right here in this corner is where we're going to go. So that's how it looked back in the day. This right here is a lodging house. So there, I I believe I saw six families, about 15 people in total, about 15 people in total live in this lodging house, right? 8th of September, 1888. This is the wee hours, 345 a.m. So it's a Friday night It's a Friday night slash Saturday morning, very early in the morning, 29 Hanbury Street, and it's inside this lodging house fence, the fence I just just showed you. A little bit about the area here, because this may be important. All of the occupants, literally anyone who lives here, it's like going to any street in Compton or whatever, you can assume that everyone's poor. Everyone's poor that lives here. Mm -hmm. And I saw that the population here is mostly Jewish. Mm -hmm. So a lot of Jewish people in this part of town, which is crazy. You know, you—I I didn't think Jewish people would be so prevalent in London. I mean, this is before hmm. World War One. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. Without sounding ignorant, I didn't realize that there was a large Jewish population in England. I don't know, especially because you know of the Christianity there. Not to say they can't coexist. I'm just going to stop talking now. Just end that.
1: So tonight we're talking about another murder in Whitechapel—a fiendish crime. This one, the poor wretch, is of the same class as the last, far more diabolical and fiendish than the last. Indeed, we should have to go to the wilds of Hungary or search the records of French lower peasant life before a more sickening and revolting tragedy could be told. I'm starting tonight early in the morning, 5 a.m., with a Mr. John Davis, him and his wife, Dorothy, they live on the bottom floor of this apartment, lodging house, and he he was going to work. He works at the fish market with everyone else. Pretty much everyone else in that apartment, they all work at the fish market. And he walks down to the first landing of this lodging house and he sees a, what he would say is a quote, horrible mass. Now it's kind, it's actually, it's, it's not dark. At this point in time, the sun is out. Hmm. It is morning time.
0: So that's diff- oh, well, someone found them in the morning. Exactly.
1: Okay. He's going to work and there's a woman lying on her back close to the steps. Similar. Yeah. And he saw a, quote, horrible looking mass that caused him to go shrieking in affright fright into the street. So this is an older gentleman. He just, ah, he runs out that wooden gate and he's just screaming, someone's been murdered. Someone's been murdered. And he runs all the way to the police station, the Whitechapel police station, and he gets the constables. Now, his screams were so, his screams were so loud when he saw this body that all the other occupants had awakened. One of them, Elisa Cooksley, awoke to the screaming, thinking that the whole apartment building was on fire. Mm. So she runs to the back door, back window. Yeah. She opens the back window because she's going to crawl out. She doesn't smell smoke, but she just woke up. She has no idea what's going on. She's going to jump out that back window. And then lo and behold, her window is right above where the corpse was found. Uh-oh. She looks out of her window and she sees this woman's corpse. Once she saw the murdered woman lying on the paved yard, her clothes thrown up about her waist and her person hard Mutilated. The woman was on her back, her legs outstretched, stretched just like the last one we did. Her clothes were pushed up above her knees. So this was in the backyard, and I showed you a photo of it. Mm -hmm. The foot of the passage. The house is owned by a Miss Richardson. It's a lodging house. Six families, about fifteen people, live in this lodging facility. We're going to go over the timeline later, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's pretty ballsy for someone to commit this sort of murder. As you'll see, this is. extremely brutal in a place where there are a lot of light sleepers that wake up because I mean there's the partitions are very thin Mm -hmm. this is 1800s you know so it's interesting to know the front of her lodging house there's a store called the cat's meat shop
0: Well, (laughs) the meat shop is interesting, is it not? Don't say the horse thing. No, the butcher. Oh, the butcher, yeah. The leather apron.
1: Yeah.
2: because those are people who would wear leather aprons. Mm-hmm. And know how to slice and get rid of bones.
1: Well, I will say that even at the time, early in the morning, there were several men, because several men have to unload all the meat that they process. So there were several men out there. In fact, inside the gate, there were sev- several containers, like shipping containers, wooden wooden containers filled with meats and concessions and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. John Davis, who was the... The first to make the shocking discovery says, having had a cup of tea at this morning at about six o'clock, I went downstairs. When I got to the end of the passage, I saw a female lying down, her clothing up to her knees and her face covered with blood. What was lying beside her, I cannot describe. It was part of her body. I had heard no noise, nor had my missus. I saw Mr. Bailey's men waiting at the back black swan, ready to go into their work, making packing cases. I said to them, here's a sight. A woman must have been murdered. And then I ran to the police station on Commercial Road and I told them there what I had seen. And some of the constables came back with me. I did not examine the woman when I saw her. I was too frightened at the dreadful sight. Our front door at 29 Hanbury Street is never bolted and anyone has only to push it open and walk through the gate at the backyard. Immoral women have at times gone there. And Mrs. Richardson, our landlady, had occasionally to keep a closet locked there, but no lock has ever been placed on the front door. At least I have never seen one, but it is only a fortnight ago that I came to lodge there. I have known people to open the passage door and once through into the yard when they have had no right there. There are about 15 altogether living in the house.
1: So that tells you a lot right there. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: lot of detail.
1: Lots of details there. So let me read a little bit about what his wife said. Mrs. Davis, her statement, the bell was ringing for six o'clock and that is how I know the time that my husband went downstairs. He said to me, quote, old woman, I must now go down for it is time I was off to my work. (laughs) (laughs) No. He went down but did not return. He tells me that when he saw the deceased, he was in a shocking state and he ran off to the police. So, the lady was lying in a corner of the yard on her back with her legs drawn up. It was just in such a spot that no one could see from the outside and thus the dead creature might have been lying there for some time. So, anyway, her condition was the worst London has ever seen. I showed you that one paper from the 1700s and that was sort of bad, Mm -hmm. where they sever that guy's head. This is something they've never actually seen, you know, save for the torso murders. But she was, quote, fearfully mutilated. Now, we don't have a good photo of the mutilations. Those come later once Jack the Ripper gets his name. But this is her deceased photo right there. That's her. Mm -hmm. So she is fearfully fearfully mutilated. Her throat is cut open in such a shocking manner. It was from ear to ear. And this was actually actually surmise that it happened first because if if you go back and think about it, the lodging house is full of people and they would have have awakened if they would have heard such screaming. The last murder we did, she was disemboweled. We figured that out and then she ran 150 Mm -hmm. yards because she was knocking on the doors and screaming. And dropping blood. However, when she was found at her final resting place, her windpipe was severed Mm -hmm. and basically her whole head was severed. So she wouldn't have been able to scream like that. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: so that means that the killer followed her and then killed her. Yeah. Because she was
1: screaming. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think of this? Crazy. Another murder. It right? is. All right. Go ahead and read from the Evening Chronicle.
0: From the Evening Chronicle, September 8th, 1888. Her throat was cut open in a shocking manner. So deep, in fact, that the murderer, evidently thinking that he had severed from the head, severed the head from the body, tied a handkerchief round it so as to keep it on.
1: (laughs) He, He tied a handkerchief around it. Crazy, right? The abdomen, just like the last one, was completely ripped open. The throat was cut from ear to ear and the deceased was lying on her back with the legs out. Outstretched, Her clothes were pushed above her knees and the body was ripped up from the genitals to the breastbone. Ooh,
0: that, is, that part's different. The uh, last one, it was just her innards, her guts. Yeah. Her intestines were ripped out.
1: Yeah, this one is a little bit escalated. Yeah. So, like Nicole just said, this one, for instance, they found her heart and her liver torn out and lying beside her body placed there. It was like right by her shoulder, placed there. Right on top of her shoulder was her heart. So it was cut out. Whoever did this actually cut the, you know, the um, ventricular veins and placed it right beside her as well as the liver. So that's different. The first one, the one she's talking about is the deceased just had her guts pulled out. And I want to go back real quick. Remember I said how there was no blood on her shirt? Mm-hmm. There was some blood on the inside, but the reason for that is because her, she wasn't, like, when she was disemboweled, we're talking about the last murder, and she ran 150 yards, her guts weren't behind her. Mm-hmm. Like, they were in her. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: So, she was bleeding, but internally. Okay. It's only when she got to her final resting place did whoever come back and rip those things out all the way, type of
0: thing. Okay. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. That's,
1: that's why, yeah, yeah.
2: oh still low.
1: Her heart and liver was torn out, lying about her body in a pool of blood. Her bowels, heart, and other entrails were also there scattered around, methodically placed right by her left shoulder. Her viscera, which is the internal organs, were pulled out and scattered.
0: The fiendish work was completed by the murderer tying part of the entrails round the poor victim's neck. So... Yeah, that is nasty, yo.
1: The, this, guy, this guy took either the small or large intestine, I'm guessing the small, and he lifted her almost severed head up and took that thing and squeezed it in his right arm and he just started wrapping it around her neck. You know how nuts is that?
0: That nasty.
1: I don't think we've ever covered something like that. Mm.
0: That's pretty aft. Yeah, that's pretty aft. Mm-hmm. I think that was in maybe. um, Was it in like Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal? Like one of the Hannibal movies? It. I, I think it was in one of those. Maybe you
1: talking about where they those two cops? Yes.
0: Yeah, that, that was in, that um, wasn't Sil- uh, Red Dragon? Was it Red Dragon mm-hmm.
1: or Hannibal? No, that was it wasn't Hannibal. It was um, that was Silence of the Lambs.
0: Was it? Because no, it, I think it was. I Red think. Dragon? Was Hannibal? Oh. No, was, it wasn't. The Anthony new Hopkins Hannibal. wasn't in. Yeah, he, no, no, no. Yes, he
1: was. He was the guy. Anthony Hopkins. was. I
0: know that. No, I'm saying he, he wasn't in Red Dragon.
1: So it has to be Silence of the Lambs. No, no it could be Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal also had. I can. Him in there. I know. I think that's Silence of the Lambs. I'm telling you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it is because he escapes at the end of Silence of the Lambs, and that's how he escapes. Oh yeah. Because oh. he hangs up the police officers, wears the face, and then he escapes to the ambulance. Spoiler
0: alert! If anyone hasn't seen it, I mean that movie <laughs> came
1: out the fucking 80s. If you haven't seen it, then shit, you know. No, it was. I swear to Jesus Christ.
2: I don't remember. Someone gonna tell us. I don't really care what the answer is, but I just don't like any of it.
1: Lying on thick plots of blood, quote, most horrible to look at were all the liver and organs. Now, she was murdered outside here. And as we're about to talk about the timeline, you're going to see, I'm just going to spoil it now. It was already daylight when she was murdered.
0: And she Different was murdered in daylight? than the other ones, because that was like we could timestamp them between mm-hmm. like around 2.30 in the morning.
1: I timestamped this one at 5.30, about 5.30 in the morning, mm. which was daylight. And
2: which, well, which month was it in?
1: I don't know. Did you tell me? I told you when it was we were doing this. You did tell me, but I don't remember. This was in broad effing daylight, broad daylight to do this, to take someone's entrails and wrap them around their severed neck in broad daylight. Don't like it. And, not like that. Nasty. And, and unlike today, people went to work at 4 30 and 5. And in fact, this was a Saturday morning. People were already at the market, one street away from where this took place. This murder was only separated by a wooden fence from a whole shit ton of people already at the market. And this guy disembowels this woman and wraps her intestines around her neck. What the fudge, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Shit. Fucking balls, man. Damn. So she was murdered outside. And as we're going to talk about, the gate is always open.
0: Always unlocked.
1: Always unlocked. But it's just that one. Most lodging houses have it locked and there's a guardsman. This one, however, a lot of the guys work at the fish market. So there's a lot of people in and out all through the night. So Mrs. Richardson, the owner, keeps it unlocked. But how would he or the victim here know that? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. There was no struggle from what they found, which basically means she was killed quick. And Inspector Chandler and several other constables arrived, and this is basically what they saw. Two of front teeth have been knocked out from her lower jaw, which is similar to the last one because what she had five teeth knocked out, punched, yep. right and punched right in the jaw. Also similar to the last one is this victim had a ring, actually three rings, which were not of real value, but I don't think the murderer knew that because he, quote, wrenched them off her left hand. Her hands and arms were considerably bruised. Her abdomen fearfully ripped open. It seemed to be the hand of some fiend are maniac who gloated in the horribleness of the deed. I love this old writing. Yeah. Mm. you know It's like a time machine. It's so fancy. From the Evening Chronicle, it is thought that in this case, the victim must have been murdered outside on a neighboring house and carried into the dark yard. However, that paper was redacted and we now know she was killed exactly where she was found. The reason they thought initially that she was killed outside of the gate. Mm-hmm. If you remember the picture, outside that wooden gate outside the lodging house premise. Mm -hmm. Is because there was blood smears outside. Well, how how do blood smears get there?
2: People running their hands, or like maybe uh, impact wounds.
1: Yeah, so crawling. No, 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 no. She was killed right there. She never left. Remember, I said the cat's meat market guys were unloading boxes.
2: Oh yeah. So the boxes, the meat blood.
1: Meat yeah. As no, they were pulling those boxes right through her blood and smearing it all over the sidewalk. <laughs> Because the police are there doing their work, but they're not... This wasn't like a crime scene here nowadays. Everyone step back 20 feet and they rope it off. Like, the police are working here and people are still doing going about their business, yeah. man. They got to get paid. So they're dragging these boxes through her blood. <laughs>
0: Interesting. (laughs) Nuts. (laughs) Wow. Fuck about it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of shows that they really, I mean, they didn't care, but also they didn't have the technology to test shit anyway.
1: Yeah. You know, so it's kind of
0: like, whatever, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. You know?
1: In one report, and I'm going to verify this further, and I kind of did here in a little bit, as you'll see, but I've only seen this in one paper so far. I saw that one paper, the reporter said a, quote, leather apron and a long knife have been found near the body.
0: Leather apron. Mm-hmm. Long knife. Butcher knife? Red knife.
1: Mm. A long knife. I don't know. Now, this is kind of crazy. On the wall next to the body, the killer actually wrote something. Okay. And he didn't have a lot of time to write. What did, What do you think he wrote? Pig? That's from Manson. Right. He wrote, quote, five, 15 more, and then I give myself up. Wow. So he wanted to kill... Somebody. Oh. So I'm going to do a special episode for you guys. Notice he says five here. And this is the fourth. Mm.
2: So we're missing one.
1: We're missing one. But I think I know which one he's talking <gasps> about.
2: Oh. Is it the baby that went along with the other torso?
1: No, it's not that one. Oh,
2: that was a good guess though. Yeah.
1: Five, 15 more. And then I give myself up.
2: I would have to guess that that is the lie detector has determined that that is a lie.
1: All right. Let's talk about this victim here. She goes by Dark Annie. Annie Civy 45 years old, which is another cougar. Yeah. Aged woman, 45, just like the last one. You know, mm-hmm. they're all that old. Yeah,
0: that age. Let's just say that age, not that old.
1: Her real name Annie Chapman. She's a wife of a veterinarian veterinarian surgeon. How, unfortunately, he died 18 months ago, and they were separated before he died. But she was getting she was getting paid 10 shillings a week quote, for her maintenance alimony. Now she's working the street and living, you know, in these shitty lodging houses. Mm. Poor dark Annie. Her body is that...
2: okay. Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie?
1: Her body is that of a fairly nourished woman, but bears traces of rough usage. Mm. So she is a a prostitute, right? She had just returned from seeing friends at the Val Hall, and she has two children, a 14-year-old daughter who performs in the circus in France. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. She was a decent woman, although poor-looking. She was a prostitute that usually resided at the Dorset Street, which we're going to talk about because uh, the land land guy there has uh, some more background on her. But she was unable to pay lodging money, and that's why she was on the streets. The same as the last murder, Mm. right? She said she couldn't pay. She was refused entry into her lodging, and she went on the streets to make it.
2: Times are tough out there.
1: The lodging house guard saw her alive around 2 a.m., but he refused to let her in. She was somewhat worse for drink and did not have the eight pence. She was liquored up. She said she was going to get the money. I'll be back soon. I'll get money for my DOS. She used that same word, DOS. Like dossier? So I looked it up. Uh, DOS actually means like lodging back in the day. If you say I'm going to DOS down, it means you're going to go to bed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what that word means. I haven't enough now, but keep my bed for me. I shan't be long. She was drunk and eating baked potatoes. So is it uh, a companion that identified her a Jack Sivvy, which she was going by his last name, identified her and said, quote, I knowed her. I kissed her poor cold face. So, Maybe this Jack could be our Jack. Uh, no, I don't think so. He would stay with her on the weekends. He was a pensioner or a soldier. No one ever found out, but he usually came with her on Saturday nights and stayed until monday morning apparently he was a pretty stand-up dude i'm, I'm guessing hmm. so let's talk about the timeline so she is her body is mangled up right you guys like this mm-hmm. i feel like no one's uh, listening. listening
2: your chat is not yeah, no. live you're, you're, yeah you need to double click in that it's uh oh, well,
1: fuck. We're what we're down. yeah i don't
2: you know go. why
0: it's
1: not live but there you go now it is oh i thought you guys hated me for
0: no a mm-hmm. we we've been doing trivia
1: all right um let's talk about the timeline Because this is crazy. It is. At 4.45 a.m., her body was not in the yard dead. Mrs. Richardson's son John passed through the yard to see if the cellar door was safe. So between between 445 and 545 we know is when the murder happened. So now we're looking at an hour. 445 to 545. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can crunch that down a little bit more. She was murdered where she was found. We know that. Okay, And she couldn't have been carried into the passageway also because there were people walking the streets. This was the market morning every Saturday or whatever. First, mm-hmm. first Saturday in the month, the market morning, and that that street right outside the lodging house was filled with people mm. like during the murder, right? Yep. There was no blood also in the yard corner, like in front. There was a huge splash on the fence, though, that wooden fence I showed you, which was most likely an artery spurt. Let's break the time down a little further. At 525 a.m. and Albert Kadosh, who is a resident of the next door, here's a conversation between two people. He hears the word no from a woman, followed by a slight scuffle and a noise of falling against the palings. That is most likely when she was killed, 5.25 a.m. This man hears, no, a slight scuffle, and then she falls against the palings Uh where her blood splatter was. Mm -hmm. That was 5.25. It was light outside. It was daylight outside at 5.25 in the morning. So this is crazy, right? What what do you guys think of this? I'm going like step by step. I'm really trying to figure out who this dude is, right?
0: Right. I mean, the... The leather apron, there's a lot of consistencies to the last one. But again, not all of the other
2: murders as a whole are exactly like this. It's like, it's almost like they know. It's like, let's do something consistent so that it looks like it's the same. But I'm going to do something different so that it throws them off. Or it's not not
0: the same the same person.
1: It could be a gang. The High Rip Gang. Remember we talked about yep. I said that last time? Mm-hmm. High Rip Gang. High Rip Gang. So we know she was killed at 525. Another lead I'm going to look into, I haven't had time yet, but there was a pawnbroker who had pawned some rings that were not genuine and pawning them means that he wrote down the name of the person. So we're going to go look into that. She was wearing three non-genuine rings and he pawned three non-genuine rings. Hmm. So hmm. with this, with the stealing of the rings, it's more and more looking like a a gang
0: but wasn't a wedding ring or a ring missing from the other victim too
1: yeah so it was a robbery plus she didn't have any money in her pocket
0: right so they stole the ring because there was no money or it was a, well we said maybe it was a trophy but now it doesn't sound like that
1: and this happens a lot actually there are a lot of men who do this the same little scheme
2: yeah but what if it was a trophy but also like they kept it for a second and it was it was a trophy but then we're like Shit, maybe i shouldn't keep this me like, pawn it
1: this is what yeah this is this is where they excitement grows, rendering the people almost frantic. There were plenty of people arrested right on the spot for just normal things, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Two ordinary shoplifters or whatever were arrested and the crowd got so maddened because they thought this may be this ripper guy that they ran after the police shouting, the murderer's been caught! Oh. One individual made it to the police station who was going to get arrested but his body was so badly beat- beaten up, he had to be carried carried on a stretcher he wasn't the killer he was just people were just crazy you know mm. Let's talk about some leads.
0: Okay. Yes, please.
1: All right. There's a few really good ones in this one. Dark Annie was seen drinking in company with a man, said one barmaid who served her. It was a very busy night since the next morning. The the marketplace, which is right you know on that street, would be opening up. So people come into town, mm-hmm. spend the night. They come in town, spend the night for the market. So it was busy. She was seen talking to a man. One barmaid, Mrs. Fiedemont, states that at 7 a.m. she was standing in the bar talking with another woman. A man whose rough appearance had scared her was also standing there. His hat was pushed down over his eyes as if he was trying to not be seen. He ordered an ale. She delivered him his ale, but when she was pouring it, because she couldn't see his eyes on purpose, he's pulling his hat down. She's looking in the mirror at the bar, pouring this drink, this ale, and she tries to sneak a glance at this guy through the mirror. You know, she making eyes. Well, she's looking through the mirror and trying to see mm-hmm. who this dude is. And as soon as he saw she's doing that, he completely turns his back. This man had blood on his right hand and his shirt was completely torn up. He swallowed his ale in one gulp and walked out.
2: Mm, sounds like me.
1: Another barmaid, a Miss Chapel. She said she was so frightened by this man. Now, this is before they knew about the murder. This is that morning.
2: This is the morning that it happened.
1: Yeah, this is is like seven in the morning after it happened. The murder happened at 525. They have no idea about it because they haven't been told yet or maybe someone talked about it. Right. But this guy comes in to order an ale because he's parched and they are so freaked out these two separate barmaids are so so freaked out in two separate bars that they make a mental weird note weird
2: coincidence
1: make a mental note of this dude
2: he wasn't like covered in blood or anything yeah. was he i just said he's, he
1: was yeah i said he was i oh, said his wow. yeah he's got blood on him and his shirt was torn
0: so they're like i mean that if if i saw that i well
2: i don't know if people someone would do that nowadays but i don't know i mean i would say it's not it's well, not I, I, it's not Adam of the realm of possibilities, but probably not knowing that we have much more technology. Also, John, I'm sorry. My, I don't even know why I didn't hear you say that.
1: You got to also remember that the last murder was eight days ago and it was just as violent. So everyone's on the lookout anyway. I was reading papers from the day that this happened, newspapers that were still covering the first one, completely unaware that, you know, their competition papers have already got a heads up and have gotten their issues out with the new murder.
2: Yeah. What? Like, they must have gone right right to work then because, like, especially back in the day and when this was happening, like, it's not like you could just go on your computer type something up real quick and hit submit. Like, you had to go and print the presses and all that.
1: Well, it was the evening news. So this happened in the early morning, By the evening news, six o'clock, eight o'clock, it'd be out. But very detailed accounts would be out by then. So she said that this man had caught her eye and she was so startled and terrified by this man. He has a narrow streak of blood under his right ear that's parallel with his tattered shirt. He had dried blood between the fingers of his hand like all over his fingers and he wore a light blue check shirt that were that was torn badly quote into rags in fact especially on the right shoulder so this is probably the dude <laughs>
0: Odds are high.
1: This this bar this barmaid was so freaked out that she called attention to one of her friends who was also in the bar, a 22 year old Joseph Taylor who was a builder. Okay, and this dude just went out the bar and started following this guy. Remember, he went. That's
0: ballsy that he would do that. Yeah,
1: I would do that too. Yeah, you would. You can read what he said.
0: He walked rapidly and came alongside him, but he did not speak to him. The man was rather thin, about five foot eight inches high, and a apparently between 40 and 50 years of age. He had a shabby, genteel look. Genteel meaning polite, refined, or respectable. Pepper and salt, trousers, with fitted badly and a dark coat. When Taylor came alongside him, the man glanced at him, and Taylor's description of the look was, his eyes were as wild as a hawk's.
1: Crazy. The man started walking faster and faster away from him. He actually had this long overcoat on and he kind of pulled it up at the top with his right hand, pressed it together and pushed his head down so no one could see who he was. He started walking really fast. A ginger colored mustache and short sandy hair. This guy, Joseph Taylor, who followed him, said he walked all the way to Half Moon Street as far as, quote, dirty dicks, which I hope is not a strip club. Dirty dicks.
2: <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, a male strip club?
1: And that, st- as soon as he got to the Dirty Dicks, he became lost to view. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: it almost sounds like Dick's Last Re- Like, it reminds me of Dick's Last Resort. Yeah. The restaurant. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, yeah, in Myrtle Beach. I've been there. That's where they make fun of you. Yeah.
2: yeah. There's one in Boston, too. I mean, I'm sure there are more than those there's two. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they don't get tipped very well.
2: Well, I think I'm, uh, it might be built in, but, like, you can't not tip if that's what you're literally going there for. Yeah, like it's, if their, you, whole, it's their whole thing. If you go to that restaurant, you know that they're going to be assholes to you. So it's just, like, tip your servers, people.
1: I have lived in this house for 15 years. This is what the Miss Rid- okay. Richardson Lodging House owner says. She says she's lived in here 15 years, and all my lo- lodgers are poor but hardworking. The only possible clue that I can think of is that Mr. Thompson's wife once met a man about a month ago lying on the stairs. This was about four o'clock in the morning. He looked like a Jew and spoke with a foreign accent. When asked what he was doing there, he replied he was waiting to a, to do a DOS before the market opened. He slept on the stairs that night and I believe he has slept on the stairs on other nights. She said she could recognize this man again by his appearance and voice if
0: Oh, interesting. Which we'll
1: talk about in another episode.
0: Okay. Because he had an accent.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's Jewish.
0: Interesting.
1: So, maybe the nose.
2: You should regret saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, there, right, even today, there's, like, a uh, lot of… there's a. a, a you talked about this last time. It's fine. There's yeah. A, there's
1: a lot of what? Sorry.
2: I think I had a little mini stroke. I don't know what just <laughs> happened. It's called beer. <laughs> no, but, like, my brain just turned off for a second. That was really
1: strange. You said TikTok, man. TikTok's melting oh. your brain mm
2: no, there's something wrong with my, my brain.
1: Could this be Leather Apron? Could this be the same guy? Yeah. A Timothy Donovan, the deputy of the lodging house where she went to get money to sleep and she was turned away. He was asked by one of these news reporters. Do you know a guy named Leather Apron?
2: That was his name? That was his like alias.
1: Yeah, I know him. I know him real well. Hmm. Leather Apron came lodging here a year ago and he was with a woman. And early in the morning, that woman screamed screamed. screamed murder as Leather Apron knocked her down and tore her hair and clothes. Donovan intervened and Leather Apron said that she tried to rob him, but he didn't believe him and has never allowed him to come lodge there again. Hmm. Although he has came back several times to lodge there, but was always turned away. This Leather Apron guy is really suspicious to me. He kind of fits a lot of, a lot of narratives we're going over. So I kind of want to go over who he is. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't have a name yet. And I did see some papers called him Feather Apron, but then I realized that that was just a misprint.
0: <laughs> Doesn't seem
2: as serious otherwise. I was, like, was that his kid? <laughs> no, it's like it's like um, like how superheroes have no disguise except for the mask. It's like he's wearing his apron, and then all of a sudden he's wearing his apron, but it has feathers on it. It's always yeah. a different
1: person. Five feet five inches tall.
2: Small, short, short yeah. king, short
1: king. Dark, close-fitting cap. Thick set with an unusually thick neck. Black hair closely clipped. Age 38 to 40. Small black mustache.
2: Not the same physical description. Yeah. Until you said mustache, I was starting to think about Horace from 101 Dalmatians. Is that his name? Don't remember. I feel like there's a tall one and a small
1: one. Everyone knows this guy because he always always has the same attire. Do you want to take guess what that is? A leather apron. There you go. Hmm. He's always wearing a leather apron.
0: There you
1: go, yeah. Quote His expression is sinister and full of terror for the women who describe it. His eyes are small and glintering, lips are parted in a grin, which is excessively repellent. This is very effing interesting right here. I doubt anyone has picked up on this, but this is a huge Huge lead. What you got? By trade, Leather Apron is a slipper maker. What? Shoes. A
2: cobbler. Oh. So he knows how to work with leather, which would be like he knows how to
1: but, skin. But he does not work. His main business is blackmailing women at night, which is what we talked about last yeah. time. Okay. He always carries a leather knife as sharp as any other knife. His name nobody knows, but they know he is some sort of Jewish descent. His face is, his face being of a mart. Hebrew type.
0: It's wild that all of this is in the actual newspapers yes. from that time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I will say grain of salt. Like, even today, though, you do get a lot of speculation uh, and misinformation and descriptions and things like that. So, mm-hmm. it, it may not be the guy.
1: But we're going from day to day, so. I know. A universal statement, you'll see. You'll see this universal statement from several women. Because he's accosted several women. Mm-hmm. When he moves— Quote, what he wears on his feet, the women do not know, but they agree that he moves noiselessly.
0: Oh, oh. interesting.
1: Because of the last one.
0: Where they yes.
1: She said, I am sure I think the quote was this lady was running, zigzag, hitting all these houses, and this lady that owned the house said she she was by herself unless the perpetrator, whoever whoever was following her, her her killer was on tiptoe yeah he's silent, he's and, silent. and which makes sense because he's a maker. shoemaker yes <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. What the he's fuck? A he knows how to make a silent shoe. Damn, I should order some from him.
2: Hmm. Well, I, I'm well, sure he's dead he, now. He dead. Yeah. He dead. But you can try. Is that not a huge damn lead? That's crazy.
1: Holy titty shitties, man. Jesus Christ. Nobody knows he's there until he's right next to them. And we're going to talk about, and I'm going to do a special episode for Supremos. This man was actually locked up.
0: Interesting. So we have a name.
1: We have I a can, name. I think I can find a name. I don't, I haven't found it yet. I remember, I'm going day by day. I
0: know.
2: Interesting.
1: One of his homies, Mickledy Joe, told the papers that, quote, he ranges all over London and rarely assails the same woman twice. He has no settled, well,
0: yeah. Why would you attack the same woman more than once? He
1: has no settled place of residence. He's just living on the street. Mm. So, all of that information I just gave you, I put together a composite sketch of what this guy would look like. Like, seriously. Do you want to see what I think he looks like? Okay. Yes. yes. This is leather apron. You've seen it first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: I was gonna say, did you ask ChatGPT to yeah. draw a sketch for minus you? Minus the chainsaw. <laughs> well,
1: okay. Here you go. Well, the, minus the chainsaw, but he's he is wearing a leather, leather
0: face, leather apron, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah,
1: that's leather apron. Yeah. That's Jack the Ripper right there, man. Yep. that's him. Wow. So that's all I got on this episode, and that's only a couple of days worth of paper research. That's I'm crazy. Still I, doing I, more.
2: Like yeah. I know that you like you are scanning these papers, and it's a lot. It's a lot of work to do that, but we appreciate it.
0: And it's super interesting to see it kind of play out day by day.
1: Yeah, because it may not even be Leather Apron. I don't even know. Yeah. I I decided not to read any Jack the Ripper books. I'm doing this day by day and I'm going to be like one of these Londoners. I've been drinking tea. I've been... Eating crumpets? Eating crumpets. I've been watching The Crown.
2: No, you haven't. I've been... uh I've even been talking in an accent because we can do that too.
1: So that's all I got on this one. But we're moving along, man. We're moving along with it.
2: We are. Very I like good. This. I like this one.
1: So I hope you guys liked it.
0: Yes. Yes. Very excited for the next installment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we're going to do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right. Like our schedule.
0: Well, are we going to modify... My mom can join. Yeah, Renee can sit in my She'll place. be here on Tuesday. Uh,
1: oh. Is she Was she leaving on Tuesday?
0: She leaves Wednesday morning.
1: Okay, she can join. Yeah. I think the next one's like the worst.
0: Great. You know how my mom is. She'll be like... <laughs> Oh, you guys, so we gotta, yeah,
1: so we gotta do the rest of the Jack murders and then the Whitechapel murders and then some of the Tim's murders. I mean, this is dude, this is gonna be there's a, a lot thing, of
2: murders, man. there's a lot up in here. You guys are gonna yeah.
1: be sick of goddamn Jack the Ripper.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm missing it.
1: No, it's fine. I just, I, I want to, I, I try to do like the Johnny Llama thing and this, I'm not getting traction, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do the murder thing, just make this my job. <laughs>
0: Well, you sound so miserable with your nine to five, like everybody
2: else in the world. Well, let me know if there's something I, can, I can't do Tuesdays and Thursdays. <clears throat> Not for much longer, right? Not for much longer. Well, Tuesdays
1: and, th- Tuesdays and Thursdays for Supremos. If you're on here and you like this, I know this is a pubic episode. black If you like this, we are we are recording. And for you Supremos that didn't know this, every Tuesdays and Thursdays from now on, we're going to record because we're doing step by step on this. So it's like... Like great for you guys, right?
2: Yeah, I wish yeah. I could be there. And you can join uh, in the live chat if you're around. It's not the same, I know.
1: Yeah, and also if you if you enjoyed this, you can support us on Patreon.com. We have two tiers now: small taco and taco supremo. If you want to see more you of got these, rid
2: of the taco nacho.
1: Yeah, if you want to, knew these. Things. If you want to see more of uh, this Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to be the supremo one because that's who's getting the live streams. But yeah, we've done like a couple live streams just for you guys. Mm-hmm
0: yeah last two weeks I think yeah. right
1: and those episodes are on iTunes as well later added, later yeah, it just won't be on yeah. the live yeah just not on the live yeah hmm. so that's all I got I hope you guys enjoyed it I am freaking effing tired man stayed up all night watching Skinwalker
0: we did not stay up all night but that's you may have been up all night thinking about it
1: yeah anyway I hope you guys enjoyed that how long was that I can't see a time, like, um, time stamp of it well
0: we started recording an it's hour almost, and a half
1: ago yeah almost oh. 5 o'clock will you be able to end that stream
0: yeah
1: alright so I I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll be on the discord for all you supremos. So see me there and until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.
0: I kind of run this shit.